This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Friday to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am your host, Dale Lukenbill, on this week's recap and rant. If you have followed the last one, this we are switching it up. <laughs> it was uh, all ice fishing last, last week, and this week we are full-blown into the spring snow goose conservation order, um, affectionately called the spring snow goose season, or just spring snows. But yeah, I'm down in Arkansas, and it is moist. It's it's beyond moist. It's soggy, and it's currently downpouring right now as I record this. Like we did not need any more rain down here. It is wet. Um, yeah, but I guess can't complain too much. Um, man, Tennessee is like pff, East Tennessee is like straight flooded out. It's unbelievable and they're going to get this system too they're going to get even more rain so feeling bad for those guys over there in tennessee um so let's recap i um drove down la uh last tuesday a week ago this past tuesday and uh headed down and got set up and started started scouting and yeah there's plenty of birds around it's good to see a bunch of juvies uh, for those that aren't into goose hunting or uh, snow goose hunting, uh, juvies or juveniles, non-breeding adults, um, they're the ones you want to hunt for obvious reasons. They're young and dumb, a little more susceptible, although they they don't exactly you know commit suicide. They are they are still snow geese and they are 
want to do snow goose things, which is ignore your spread pretty much. Um, yeah, so there's that. But there are lots of them this year. Last year was brutal, just brutal. It was tough. They had a bad hatch and just all wary adults, and nobody really did well last year. This year's a different story. You got lots of young young birds around. Um, with that said, I haven't really the one week I've been down here, I haven't had a ton of success. I mean, we've shot birds. My streak, my streak is still alive from last year of not being skunked. However, the one day it was just the one bird. But if you're gonna get one bird, at least make it a trophy, right? So, a uh, client came out and he was um, Gary. He is from Tennessee. Uh, he had to, or he didn't have to. He had, he had a goal of he wanted three birds. He wanted a snow a blue and a Ross for the wall. And so I was able to send him home with a snow goose, nice, uh, big, mature snow. And then yesterday he got his blue goose. Um, it's a real nice one. Didn't get his Ross. Well, we did shoot a nice Ross, uh, and he was a part of that, but another client uh, wanted that for the wall, so he, he got the Ross. Um, but that's you're supposed to be a bunch of Rosses. That's what I keep hearing, but they didn't. I haven't seen many. Roskies really since I've been down here I'm sure we'll get into them but um, again a little backstory on the Ross goose they are known if you if you have never hunted snow geese before the Rossies are known to be a little more reckless and uh, even when they're not really decoying they just they like to chase each other around and when they get kind of in those little dog fights they just don't realize where they're at and every now and again they're like oh look there's geese in range like they weren't coming to your decoys they're busy chasing each other but in the in the heat of battle uh, they they're right there so and they're supposed to be a really good ross hatch so now you got reckless and young and dumb that's a good combo for shooting some birds hasn't happened to me yet but i'm hopeful that it will uh so it's just been raining down here off and on misting it's just very, very, very wet. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, so I did. I met up with um, Shelby from Goose Reapers, and we recorded a podcast. So if you haven't uh, heard that one, that's the most recent. Uh, please go download that one. Share it with all your goose hunting friends. Uh, he's. <laughs> I had a good time with with him. He was. He's hilarious. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> he's cracking me up. Um, I might try to get back up to there at Bob's Lodge, and if, I don't know if it'll work out. Hopefully, I'm I'm busy guiding, but if I get some downtime, I'll try to run up there and uh, cook for them boys. Cause he's one of those that uh, claims he doesn't like doesn't like to uh, eat geese. So I'm pretty sure I can convert just about anybody if uh, if it's made the right way. And uh, it's going in. What else? What else can I recap? Um, you know, one good things about this, the guiding thing is you just, you meet somebody new, like every day, it's just super cool. And you get to share stories and, you know, find out how they got into hunting and, and what it means to them. And it's, it's just really cool to get that, that human story part of, you know, this common thread of hunting that kind of binds the sportsmen together. It's just, I, I get a lot, I get a lot out of that. And so far the clients i've had this year have been great great conversationalists and i uh, just i really appreciate them uh 
couple of them subscribe to the podcast right away, which that's great. Thank you so much for that. And uh, just I was glad to spend some uh, blind time with with you guys. And oh, we even had a we had a gal one one day out there. We had a female hunter, which that's very cool. I like to see that. Uh, I was talking to her about kind of touching on that and she's like she's like the only one down here really that that haunts in her group and i was like well we got a pretty back home minnesota i told her there's a pretty good number um and it's growing of of female outdoorsmen and that's great because uh while overall hunting license sales are down they are actually trending upwards amongst amongst female outdoors men outdoors people outdoor humans whatever you want to call it Whatever you want to call it. People that like the hot how about that? Um so that's great. And uh it's just it's just good to good to see. Had a great time. Man, you put on some miles out here driving around. It is different out here than in Arkansas than I'm used to in the Dakotas. Like the road system is not like a nice checkered grid system. You know, you're driving and you look off and you see a, a big feed or a big flock, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna go check those out. Shit, it might be five miles before you can head that direction to then just backtrack and hope they're still there or try to get under them. Or then it's lining up, you know, land access. Half the people don't live anywhere near the, you know, landowners. I mean, Onyx is great. I mean, I don't know how anybody could do this and not have Onyx. Like, that is like the number one most important tool. Well, your vehicle is probably pretty important but second to that i would say <laughs> onyx is your most important tool but even with that like it sure great this is who owns it now how do i find them you know they live in little rock or they live you know they don't live anywhere near there's just not that many people actually living in rural arkansas i mean there's there's really not i mean you go miles and miles without a like habited building it's crazy and uh so you know you try to find out who farms it you know basically flag down if you see somebody driving the road flag them down chances are they're probably gonna know unless they're you know somebody out there hunting and scouting for their their own thing but um the other hot tip i can give you is just swing into you see those grain elevators just swing in there talk to those guys i mean they're the ones dealing with the farmers on day in and day out they can probably point you in the right direction so one of the more interesting rejections land rejections if you will i got as i asked for permission on this field and i gotta know kind of because it was it was like no we don't allow any hunters out there decoy hunters blah 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 blah. you know last year they left some decoys in the field and we drove over one of the stakes and it and it popped a eight thousand dollar tire so yeah you know you can't really can't really fault them too much for that so um you know, all you hunters out there, pick up your shit. Make sure to do a final comb over and make sure you've picked up every bit of your equipment. Um, I know it's easy to get lost. You're in a hurry. You're tired. It's usually dark. Uh, but we got to do a, a good job of, of cleaning up and, and really don't rut up the stuff either. You know, we have to do a good job of leaving that land better than we found it. Uh, it's not just running into more and more of that every year, you know. People say no because so-and-so rutted up the field or so-and-so left a bunch of trash in the field or so-and-so left birds in the ditch or, you know, whatever it is. And it, that's all it takes is one bad apple to ruin the bunch and, and you spoil it for everybody. I mean, 
even you as the person that hunted that field, you're not going to get back on that the next year. So, I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's not like I just want you to be nice so you can help me out. It's You're not helping yourself out any. So let's do a better job of that. Anyways, back to the subject. So I sat there and talked to him for a while about this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, I'll be, I mean, then he just, like, volunteers it up. He's like, well, I mean, if you want to just go jump them, you can do that. That's fine. I just don't, we just don't want decoys in the field. And I was like, uh, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, but I didn't do that. I didn't want to do that because we were trying to set up a field for clients, obviously. I didn't, the last thing I want to do is go jump them and blow them out, blow them out of the area. So that was no good. Uh, I did get permission to do a neighboring field that actually ended up kind of being a better field. It, as the day went on, they just kept piling in and piling in and piling into that, that field, and I didn't have permission for that. But just as it turned out, uh, we ended up putting clients in a different field, and it didn't end up hunting that one. And when I went and checked on it the next day, uh, when I drove by it, somebody was hunting the field right across the street from that from that uh, feed, and they were just picking up their decoys, and I was like, oh, sweet, those birds got hunted today, son of a bitch, but whatever, it is what it is, that's that's part of the game, there's a lot of, lot of outfitters down here, and I'm sure there's some freelancers down here, so lots of pressure, and then um, you can tell, these birds are, they're, they're pretty wary, so you gotta be on your game, you know, make, get those decoys cleaned up, stay hidden, that's the number one, um, that's the number one thing. And at least the specs, for as much as they frustrate me because you can't shoot them in the spring, and how vindicated I felt last fall in North Dakota when we were finally able to shoot into flocks of specs. Oh, that felt good. But I can tell you that animosity is building up again because, yes, of course, you're you're in there trying to shoot snows and covered up in specs, just doing it dirty. Uh, but... The good part about that is if you get specs that fly right over your head at, you know, 10 yards and they don't flare and they land right behind you in your decoys, at least you know your hide is good. So you have you don't have to worry about that as one of the reasons as, you know, why the birds aren't finishing. But we haven't really had any snow geese that have flared on us. They just snow geese doing snow geese things, man. They just... They lock up, looks like they're going to do it. They hit that 80, 90-yard mark and just keep going. <laughs> Yesterday we shot uh, five, which is not great by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but they were all singles. Like we couldn't get a, a, we couldn't even get a double to come in, much less a, like a flock to really, you know, get in and hopefully have a nice rain out and put some numbers on birds on the ground. But I'm not complaining. I mean, some is always better than none, and uh, at least when it's, you know, a single bird, you can kind of call shots and let people pop at them, and that's kind of fun. So there's that. That's what I got. Uh, what's going on back home in Minnesota? I know um, Joel did some pre-fishing. At least I think he did. I really should have called him before I recorded this, but he was checking out Mazaska, our last event for Minnesota Made Outdoors tournament league and uh we are seven points back if you're not currently up to speed on where we're at of team of the year so uh it is possible uh i have a sub i likely won't be fishing that event and that sucks but it is what it is 
when you got this many irons in the fire, you're going to run into some scheduling conflicts. That is just how it is. Um, but I am fairly confident from what we found when we were there and what I'm hearing from Joel that hopefully we have a good showing on that day, which is in a couple weeks. So I'll keep you updated on that. Um, I know some people have been having some good luck on the lax, believe it or not, with walleyes. Um, but then I also see on, on Facebook that a lot of people are struggling. So I don't want to tell you. I don't have any real inside information. I can make some calls. Maybe I can figure it out. But <laughs> you're probably better off just going to uh, the old Facebook there and following some pages and trying to trying to get help. Although, good luck. Most of those pages, if you ask a question, they rip your head off. But it's just it's kind of the the internet is a weird and scary place (laughs) i tell you uh what else do i got for you before we get into the rant um crayfish are good i love to eat crawfish i went into town and got a bunch of those oh i went into oh here's something so i took a day and i went into memphis and as we're relatively close to memphis i've never been there cool town and they have someone's like oh you're gonna go to the bass pro shops at the pyramid i'm like sure you know i mean I, bass pro shops are cool but i was just assuming that it was just you know a large a large um a regular large bass pro shop or whatever but it was uh not that i was not prepared for what i saw <laughs> that if you got if you have not been to the bass pro shops in memphis at the pyramid as a hunter as an angler you absolutely have to put that on your buck list to go check that out because it blew my mind dude it like legit blew my mind i was not i just wasn't prepared you know you go to cabela's the regular bass pro shop sure they have the big the big aquariums in there and tons of big fish swimming around mounts everywhere yep check those are all there no and this one do they have like a full river running through there like lakes everywhere they have alligators there's ducks in there there's every fish you can think of it's just unbelievable and well and it's a pyramid which is cool there's a huge elevator that goes up the middle of it and then you can get up in the lookout tower and look out over memphis i didn't do that um but it was pretty cool there is a bowling alley in there come on now the thing is awesome i'm gonna have to go back i didn't i didn't spend nearly enough time in there but that was very cool so that definitely gets into the the recap if you guys have a chance to get to memphis for sure, check out Bass Pro Shops at the Pyramid. So there we go. I'm going to end the recap part. It's all snow goosery, which that's what you're going to get for a while because I'm down here and we're going to chase these birds up into the Dakotas. But what I'm trying to do is I am trying to line up some uh, cool guests while I'm down here. You know, that would have otherwise been hard to schedule back home in Minnesota. So some of the other outfits that are down here, I'm actually going to meet one today that I think you guys are really going to like. Uh, it's called Black Duck Revival on Instagram. That's how I found him. So if you're on the gram, look up Black Duck Revival and go check out his page. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think it's going to be cool. Um, it's more kind of a, a food-based, you know, he hunts and fishes, but it's, you know, real tailored to the food side of it. And anybody who follows this podcast know that I am a huge foodie and I love the culinary arts and I'm trying to expand all the time on my own. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And so I'm going to get this uh, rant released 
uh, today, Wednesday, which is a day later than I usually do it, but I was guiding all day yesterday. So, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, the, my, the scheduling of when my shows come out is probably going to be all over the map. You know, instead of Tuesday recap rant and a Thursday regular podcast, uh, you're probably going to get them when you get them just because I, I don't have the luxury of time <laughs> if you will for lack of better term we had some clients leave this morning and it's downpour raining we didn't have anybody new coming in for the afternoon so i have a day I'm trying to make the best of it um to line all this stuff up so that's the other thing oh i know what i was gonna mention <laughs> i was gonna lead off with this so as part of the waypoint outdoor collective um we've partnered with um Megaphone is our podcasting site, and through those they do uh, ad insertion for selling. So they, Megaphone sells the advertising, and then you know we pick where it can be placed in the ad in our shows, and then we get a share of that money. But we don't really have any input on who of the advertisers, you know, it could be anything. I've heard some financial things on there. I think there was a preview for a movie or a TV show and that's fine. <laughs> but my buddy Mike snapped me um, a couple of days ago and he was listening and it was a KY jelly ad and a sparkling seltzer ad, which they're both hilarious. And within the, the waypoint, collective there was some chatter about you guys getting some weird ads on your shows and and uh, i don't know maybe some of them might have been a little offended at the ky jelly one i personally thought it was hilarious <laughs> so i'm gonna leave it i guess i can go in I, you can go in and be like please don't do that ad anymore you you can tell waypoint or whatever i'm definitely not gonna do that i think it's hilarious but the sparkling seltzer one I found really funny because we had just released a flight companion where pretty much the entire thing was ripping on like white claw and sparkling seltzers. And then they advertise on the podcast. Ah, you can't make that shit up. That is just good stuff. So just so you know, when you're listening to these things, um, you might get some weird ads. (laughs) Uh, Hey, it's a conversation starter. Feel free to hop on the old Facebook there, the full scale outdoors page. And if you heard something funny, let me know. Let's uh, let's get a conversation going about it. That that shit's funny to me. So, on your rant this week's rant, um, it's gonna be a pick up your shit rant. I mean, I know I touched on it earlier, just about you know decoys and that, but I'm kind of gonna call out Arkansas a little bit here. Um, your streets, your roads are filthy. I mean, there's just trash everywhere down here. You guys need to do a, an adopt-a-highway program like we have back in Minnesota. I know Wisconsin has it where, you know, you have outdoor groups or businesses or whatever can volunteer their time, and they go and they pick up trash along the road. I, it's bad, guys. It's, you could Like, when I first got down here and I started driving around scouting, I was like, it was like time travel. You just don't see trash like that back in Minnesota. It's like I haven't seen littering like that since the 80s. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't know, dude. You got to pick up your shit. However, everybody back home in Minnesota, you're not off the hook cuz for some reason when you fuckers hit the ice, you think rules don't apply. That littering rules don't apply. Pick up your shit. 
I'm tired of seeing the pictures on Facebook. I'm tired of seeing it myself. You get out there. Who wants to go to that? You know, you go to the lake. Like, that just doesn't, that's not, you know, you're going out and you're fishing and you're hunting and hopefully try to relax and you're, you're connected to it. And the last thing you want to see is a, is a bunch of shit laying there. Like, sometimes literally shit, actually, in a bag or in a hole or whatever. But um, I get it. Sometimes, you know, nature calls, emergencies happen. You know, whatever. But the beer cans, the bush latte cans everywhere, the empty waxworm and Euro canisters, the plastic bag that your minnows came in, that's laying there, Dorito bags, Pringles. I mean, you name it. It's empty, like, one-pound propane canisters. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's just... You brought it out there, and and this time of the year, you're probably driving. There's literally zero excuse to not just throw that shit in your car and you get to the first gas station, throw it away. This is, really is not something I feel like we should have to remind you. Right? This is, are you children? Are we children now? We have to pick up after our kids? Come on, let's pick up our stuff. That is just, it's just, I don't know, it's absurd. It's just it's crazy. I just I just don't understand it. So, you know, this is where we have to police ourselves. You know, last week I talked about that, you know, the EPA and the changing the language of the Clean Water Act. And, you know, we can get all red in the face and, and we can get pissed off about that and we can cry that the world is falling or the sky is falling and everything's going to shit. And the reason we have to have those laws is, you know, to protect everybody downstream we all want clean waters right we're all in agreement like talk about a big issue like that we all seem to be in agreement yet i can go to a lake or stream and see a bunch of shit laying there it's the same thing it starts with us people it we can't rely on our elected officials to do what's right because for the most part they have proven themselves time and time again rather inept at doing so at least in a financially fiscal manner um, but it's up to us. There's there's zero reason that we can't pick up our own trash and pick up other people's trash. You know, it's I do it all the time, and I'm not I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But if I'm running around the lake in my wheeler and I see a beer can, it takes me two seconds to stop the wheeler, hop off, take that beer can, throw it in my sled, and keep going. It is it annoying? Yeah. Should I have to do it? No. But just do it. I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna help. You know, if if other people are going to be lazy and, and not pick up after, then we're going to have to be the better stewards of the land and pick up after other people. That's just that's just how it's going to be. So with that, that's enough lecture, young man, young lady. Clean up your room. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I got for this week. Thank you, everybody that who has subscribed. Uh, please share this. Rate and review where possible. Um, yeah, if there's any, again, I'm going to remind you, if there's anything, any subjects you'd like me to talk about in the rant part of the recap and rant, let me know. I will dive into it. I am not a journalist, but I do my best to not sound like a complete moron. So I guess I'm kind of um, journalish. I'm a journalish. Yeah, not a journalist. I'm a journalish. So I do, I'll do my best, and I'll try to give you a fair and balanced uh, look at whatever the issue is, and uh, and you can call me moron after that and, and yell at me. That's fine. <laughs>
I'll be I'll be all right. But I'm looking forward to this. Everybody, have a quick another quick reminder: go find Black Duck Revival on the gram and uh, follow him. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really 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 good. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. I am a member of that. You get a ton of great content. Download the Waypoint uh, app, TV app, uh, if you're like me and you just can't get enough of outdoor content. This is a seemingly unending well of it over there at Waypoint TV. So check that out. Full Scale Outdoors podcast is on there too. So please do those things and i would appreciate it so without uh anymore i think that's all i got stay tuned hopefully we can smash some geese put some more in the ground maybe get some bands that'd be that'd be bitching good for doing the litter let's go back to the 80s totally bitching dude it's radical totally rad all right thanks for listening everybody whatever your passion pursue it full scale